You're listening to the Manna from Heaven podcast with James T. Murkison. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast where we hope to inspire you, to encourage you, and to hopefully push you to the destiny that God has for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And thank you again for listening to Manna from Heaven. So now, let's look again at Philippians 4.19, because it's through this that I believe that we will get the clarity that we, we need from this teaching tonight. Look again, Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All right? Listen now, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I promise you somebody's going to get this in a minute. Now, let's look at Psalms 37 verse four again. Psalm 37 verse four again, because we're going to we're going to break them down and we're going to try to tie them together. Psalm 37 verse four. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Catch this. When you put God first. When you delight yourself in God. God then gives you desires he wants you to have. I, God rest his soul. My, 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 my stepfather who has gone on to be with the Lord a couple of years ago. Um, we, we had a conversation one night. He used to pastor church. He and my, my mom uh, years ago when I was a little kid. And they used to um, pastor church back in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we were talking on the phone. And uh, one day. We got on this verse and I remember uh, he kept he kept calling me uh, you know, bishop and kept calling. I was like, you know, dad, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, not trying to do try not interested in that, uh, not interested in pursuing that. Uh, and and he, he's halted me and he said, son, just because you don't want it don't mean it don't want you. Just because you're not pursuing it don't mean it's not pursuing you. And that struck me. And then he reminded me and he took me to this very verse. Psalm 37 verse 4. I'm going to put it back on the screen for you. It said, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. And what my stepdad began to, to say began to ring in my heart and in my spirit that when you when you delight yourself in God, when you pursue God, when when God gets a hold of your heart, you then begin to take on the desires he wants you to have. And, and I remember when he said that, it blessed me. 
And, and it kind of leads us back to Philippians 419, because look again what it says here, because I believe now it, there's some there's some light that should, should come on for some of us. And my God shall supply all your need. Notice now, it doesn't just mean he's going to supply it. It also means he's going to give you or supply you with the need he wants you to have. I hope this is making sense tonight. And so let me let's share this helpful note tonight. Let's share this this helpful note tonight that, that I believe. Because a need again, a need is a lack of something requisite, desirable or useful. Right. Remember that now a need is something that is requisite, desirable or useful. So think about this. And this is perfectly going to help somebody tonight. Let God supply the desire. And he is then obligated to supply that desire. Are we getting that? If you let God supply you with the desire he wants you to have. He then becomes obligated to supply that desire. When your needs match God's need for you. God then makes it a necessary duty to supply that need. Because God says in his word in Psalm 37 verse 4, he will give you the desires of your heart. This is hopefully is making sense for someone because now you're you've been asking yourself, you've been saying, so I don't even know why I want that. It could be because God is supplying that desire for you. That God says, when you give me your heart, I will then give you desires I want you to have. And when you accept those desires, when you ask for those, when you begin to press me with a need for that, when you begin to knock for that, when you go seeking for that, then God says, I can release that supply to you because now you're pursuing what I want you to pursue. Let's go to Matthew 4, 18, verse 20. We're going to see this in action. We're going to see this in action. Matthew 4, verse 18 through 20. This is Jesus calling some of the disciples into his ministry with him. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. All right. In verse 19, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20 then says they immediately left their nets and followed him. OK, so here here's another key note for you tonight. All right. To follow God means to surrender your needs to his need for you. All right? When you decide that you're going to take on what God. God wants to do through you when God wants to do in your life. You then have to surrender your needs to his need for you. I, I, I've shared this before and um, I, I did not want to be a pastor. I, that was not on my agenda. 
all my young teenage childhood and young adult life for the good early portion of it, I wanted to be an attorney. I I had not pastoring was not uh, on my list of things to do. And uh, I came here in Atlanta from Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, college on my mind with the strict goal and focus of transitioning to law school to get my law degree to practice law. I was not interested in pastoring. I wasn't interested in it at all. Um, uh, fast forward to um, a few years and over the years, I, I'm just I'm realizing this. I began to see God pulling me, calling me. There was a tugging. There was a nagging. And I would ignore it. And, you know, God, I let you God, I let you ignore it for a minute. And I would ignore it and ignore it because that just wasn't what I wanted to do. And then finally, I recall um, I, I got to the point of surrender. I thought I was running from God when in truth I was running to him. And he, he showed me that, that as I thought I was running away from him, I really was uh, running to him. And I remember one steamy hot July uh, afternoon, I'm sitting in Duluth at a park. And I remember sitting, it was, one, it was a hot July Atlanta day in that park. And I was just at the point where I was tired of running from God and I, I was ready to surrender. And but I, I pulled a Gideon on God. I said, God, if it's you, you know me and God knows, knows me. I told him I'm all in. I'm going to jump with two feet in. If, if this is really you, then you got to know that I'm going to be all in with this. And so I said, I need you to confirm that this is you because I don't want to call me into this. This isn't my desire, but if it's your desire for me, then prove it. So I'm sitting under this under this tree. It is hot July Atlanta. And for a solid two to three minutes under a tree, uh, I felt a cool breeze unlike I've ever felt before. And it was confirmation at, that as that cool breeze was coming over me, God says, it's me. This is what I want for you. I'm going to take care of you. I will watch out for you. And so I, I then I then surrendered. I then surrendered because I knew then that's what God had for me. So watch now what Jesus says to these disciples. And I told that story for a reason, because Jesus says to those he's calling into ministry with him, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. All right. Put aside what you're doing and I'm going to take what you're doing now and I'm going to change your desire to a kingdom desire. Luke tells the story a little differently in Luke five. And I want you to see it with me because you'll see how you'll see how this works when it comes to supply and demand and our need. All right. And so in Luke five, starting at verse one, it says, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. Verse two says, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Verse four through six says, then he 
when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Let, let me pause right there because God is pulling some of you to launch out into something into into the deep of something. And he's calling you to do something that you're not used to. You're not ready for. Look at verse five. But Simon answered, said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great multitude, a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Verse seven says, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Look at verse eight. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's knees, saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And there's somebody that need to see this in verse eight today, because God has called you to do something. You've doubted. You, you, you weren't sure it was him. You were hesitant. And then God proved to you it was him by performing a miracle for you. And some of you right now, you're at the feet of Jesus. You're at his knees asking to be forgiven. I've been there. I've been there. Trust me. Look at verse nine. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had, which they had taken. Look at verse 10 and 11. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, here we go. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Jesus said, I wanted to show you in the natural what I'm about to do in the spiritual. I wanted to prove to you what I'm going to do through you. But I need to change your need. I need to change what you're desiring. Jesus told them that I'm not go I'm now going to make you not just fishermen, but fishers of men. That you were used to fishing for for fish. But now Jesus says, I'm going to change your desire so that you fish for men so that my kingdom can enlarge, my kingdom can expand. And for some of you, there's somebody tonight that's listening, that's watching tonight. There's somebody you feel like God is disrupting, disrupting your, your, your life. You feel like God is, is pulling you in a different direction. It's not the direction you wanted to go in, but God is pulling you and tugging you because he has a purpose for your life. And he's trying to get you to accept that purpose so that you can then get what he has for you. Now, look again at Matthew seven, verse seven, because some of you are probably asking, what does this have to do with supply and demand? Look at this. Matthew seven, verse seven. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you. Look at verse eight for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. 
when you accept God's purpose for your life and you start asking according to that purpose, you can fully expect God is going to meet that need that you have for that purpose. When you accept the, the purpose and the, the direction that God wants to take your life, your needs change. And when your needs change and they line up with his will for you, you then begin to want to need the things God wants you to need. And then he then supplies that need because you've taken his need for you to heart. And now you're asking and seeking and knocking for that. And God is trying to get us to understand that when you accept his purpose for you, when you accept his desire, his plan for your life, your needs change. And when your needs change and you then start pursuing what he wants you to want. God says, then I answer that prayer. Which is why. This is so important. And we, we see this text all the time. But this is why this is Matthew 633 matters so much. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all the things you'll need will be added to you. When you seek God, when you delight yourself in God. He then gives you those purpose specific needs that he wants you to have. When he gives you those perfect purpose specific needs that he wants you to have and you accept them, then God has to supply that need. Then God obligates himself and heaven and heaven's angels to give you what you've been asking for. Because now what you're asking for is in sync and in line with what he wants you to want. When you take on what God's desire is and need for you is, then God says, I can't help but answer it. And, and after we shared the, the wonderful news on Sunday that we signed the purchase sales agreement for the church. Uh, ministered the word of God on Sunday. Uh, my wife and I, we got home and we're just relaxing and enjoying each other's company and just enjoying, you know, just talking about uh, how things transpired on Sunday. Uh, something washed. God washed over me. His Holy Spirit just began to wash over me. And God began to remind me. And I was sharing with my wife Sunday night how how when when I lined up with his will. When I accepted the call, when I accepted what God's purpose was for my life, when I surrendered my need to be an attorney and submitted to his purpose, his need for me to to preach the gospel, to pastor. God then began to show me how my needs changed. He showed me how I began to it's been but my wife and I, we were doing well in corporate arena. We were doing, you know, combined making six figure incomes. Um, then my wife started ministry a couple years before me. 
And then there was this deep-seated desire that I had, supply and demand, deep-seated need to work in ministry full-time. And I began to press God, ask, seek, knock. I began to press God about that. And, and trust me, I, I was, again, doing well. My corporate career track was going well. I was, we were okay financially, da-da-da. But there was this purpose-specific need for me to work in ministry. And, and watch this now. When I surrendered to that and began to press God for it, it was a significant pay cut to make that move. But God began to remind me, especially Sunday evening, that I had to do that. I had to answer and surrender to surrender my need for his need for me. You all that are listening tonight, you all that are watching tonight, you all that, that tune in each and every week, and you all that are part of the Voices of Faith South family, you are byproducts of that need. You are products of this desire that God placed in me that I accepted to want to win souls for the kingdom. And so going from there, not just there, uh, after, after then starting to work, full-time full time in ministry, I then began to have this need to pastor. I began to have this need and I kept it to myself and I didn't even share with my, I didn't even share with my wife for, for, for a good while because I wanted to make sure in, in me that it was, it was God and not me and this deep seated desire. And, and, and then God supplied that need because why it was his need for me that I accepted. I'm sharing this because there's somebody listening. There's somebody watching that's going through this and it may not be ministry related, but you're, you're wanting something. You're, and you're, you're even wondering for yourself, why do I want this? Why am I so pressed about having this? It could be that God is pressing that need in you because he wants to use you in a certain way for his purpose to be fulfilled. Some of you probably pressing to, for a position or a promotion or you're pressing for a certain job. And, and you're saying, I don't even qualify. I don't even know why I want this thing. It could be not you, but God wanting you to want it so that he can position you to fulfill his purpose in that position. I need you to receive that. That's why don't be afraid to go after it, even if it doesn't make sense, because it could be God's need for you. And he wants you to have it so that he can expand his kingdom through you in that position, in that department, in that company, in that institution, wherever he's trying to send you. So trust me, there is a purpose behind it and he wants you to accept it so that he can move you into it so that he can then supply your need in it. And then again, getting back to the need and the need God placed in me and then the need to to find a, a home, church home for Voice of Faith South. And for years now, we've been pressing and asking and seeking and knocking and and moving and asking and pressing and seeking worshiping in a storefront on on hastings bridge road and lovejoy for four four and a half five years uh transitioning to the uh, lovejoy community center because they tore the facilities down we started at monday's mill middle school in jonesboro but all the pressing pushing believing asking seeking knocking it was a need that god placed in me 
And now, believe God, trust me, we're about to close on our Hampton location here in Hampton, Georgia. Why? Because God has supplied the need he gave me to have. I accept it. I've received his need. And now God is going to supply that need. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So again, we, we, we want to prepare to close, but I want you to see this now in Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened to you. And, and again, God wants me to share with someone tonight that we all have universal needs. We all have them. provision, uh, healing, love. Those are just three examples. We all have those are universal and doesn't save, unsaved doesn't matter. We all have those. And God already knows we have those and God has supply for those. But what's important tonight for us to leave here with is there are some purpose specific needs that God has for you. Again, at verse eight, for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be open. We all have purpose specific needs given to us by God. That he wants us to want. He wants us to yearn for. He wants us to beg for so that he can supply that need. And so we're closing tonight with uh, uh, somewhat of a homework assignment, if you will. Uh, and he here it is. I just want to remind you, those universal needs are provision, healing, and love. We all have those. No one's, no one's um, immune from those needs. But now, here's the assignment. And, and I want to encourage you to do this over the next couple of days. Assess what are those purpose-specific needs that God has for you. What what are those needs that you have that are specific to what God wants to do through you? Outside of your universal needs that we all have, provision, healing, and love, what are those purpose-specific needs that you have? And here's a couple questions that you can ask to help derive that answer. First, ask. Are the needs that I'm asking for outside of the universal ones, but are the needs that I'm asking for in sync with God's plan for my life? You ever wondered how some people will get a thing and you don't? It's probably because God supplied it for them because it was unique to his plan for their life. Next question. Are the needs that I'm seeking for directly associated with the purpose God has for me? Right. 
there's a reason why God will close some doors. You know, we go around quoting, you know, a door that God closes, no man can open. That applies to us, too. There are some doors that God will close to you that you can't open because it may not be specific to the purpose God has for you. So you got to ask, are the needs that I'm seeking for directly associated with the purpose God has for me? We're living testimony as as a church had several doors closed to us locations we were trying were pursuing trying to buy trying to acquire that God closed the door for why because they were not specific to this purpose that God had for us to be in Hampton Georgia then the last third question are the needs that I am looking knocking for needs that God has given to me to accomplish his will for my life Are these needs that I'm pressing God for? Are they needs that come from God? And do if they come from God, are they for me to accomplish his will for my life? You got to you got to ask these questions so that when you pursue the things of God, when you pursue what God has for you and you know it's in line with his plan for you, you know it's in line specific to his purpose for you, then you know that God will obligate himself to meet that need. Well, amen, amen. Uh, That's our Bible study tonight. Again, we thank God for you, all that are listening and watching tonight. Uh, We now want to transition to the invitation to salvation. If there's someone listening tonight that wants to give their life to Christ, we want to encourage you to do just that. Romans ten nine says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And again, that's one of that's one of the needs that God has placed in me is to reach souls, to reach the lost and to and to lead them to Christ, point them to Christ. That's that's one of my assignments on earth is to point people to God, point people to to the salvation of Jesus Christ. And so we don't ever want to take it for granted that everybody's saved. But I promise you, it's one of the best decisions you'll ever make in your life, the best decision you'll make in your life. Maybe you're already saved and you're seeking a church home. I know I'm the pastor and I'm partial, but Voice of Faith South is, is, is a ministry you want to be connected to. Uh, Yes, we're virtual right now. Yes, we're online right now, but you can still join. You can text the word join to 770-415-9992. We want your family to be a part of our family. We want to connect with you. So text that word join to 770-415-9992. A link will be sent to you just asking you for some pertinent information. It's safe and secure. uh, And we'll just take that information and then forward some information to you. And you can be officially a part of the Voices of Faith South family. Amen. We now want to transition to our tithes, offering, and seed. Uh, always thankful for the opportunity to be a blessing to God because he is such and always a blessing to us. Uh, there are multiple ways that you can give. You can give by way of Cash App, which is dollar sign Voices Faith South. That's dollar sign Voices Faith South. That's our handle on Cash App. 
you can give through the Zelle application. Uh, and that's info at voicesfaithsouth.org. Info at voicesfaithsouth.org. That's Zelle. Then you can get through our website. Go to www.voicesfaithsouth.org. You click on the giving tab. Uh, you'll see two underlying links to either Givelify or the Tithely platforms. We have profiles on both those platforms, Givelify and Tithely. And if you, or you can pull down those apps, download those apps to your tablets or phones. Look us up, Voices of Faith South. And that way, uh, our profile is saved in the app on your tablet or phone. You can give either way through Tithely or Givelify. You can also text in your giving to 770-212-3757. That's 770-212-3757. Uh, and that's text giving uh, that you can get through. All of these various ways of electronic giving are safe and secure. Your information is safe. It's secure. Uh, you can trust that uh, it's not it's not exposed in any way. But if you want to uh, mail it in, you can mail it in by way of our address, which is 3894 Highway 81 West, Hampton, Georgia, 30228. That's 3894 Highway 81 West, Hampton, Georgia, 30228. 